The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. He stepped out on land. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time, he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside was a large herd of swine feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these, so he gave them permission then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming through the city how much Jesus had done for him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. I've got a couple questions for you. What's your name? Cora, Callan. That's pretty good. What's my name? It's actually just Ben. I know. <laughs> when I was your age, nobody called me pastor. It was just Ben. It was just Ben. And all the way through, Ben, 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 Ben. In fact, Kristen calls me Ben still. My parents call me Ben still. 
my friends call me Ben still. I carry pastor because of who I am in the church. It's just one of those things I pick up. Have you picked up any other names? Do people call you any other things? Yeah. Cora Cat, yeah. And Cal, Cal's a good one. <laughs> Sis, maybe even brother sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You pick up all kinds of good names through life, don't you? Have you picked up any names that you don't like? <laughs> cow. Ah, uh, you're not a cow. You're a person. I hear you. People used to call me Benjamin, but that's not my name. My full name is Ben. Call me Ben. Yeah. Over the course of our lives, we're going to pick up a lot of different names. We'll pick up nicknames and fun names and different ways of saying our own name. And all those are good. Sometimes we'll pick up names that we don't like. I had a teacher once that said I was too quiet. I didn't like hearing that. And I had a friend once that said that I was too slow. I didn't like hearing that either. Over the course of time, we'll pick up things that people call us and they just don't sit right. You know? You might have been called those things already, or maybe you will later. I don't want you to be called any of those things, but it happens. In today's story, we hear of a man that picked up a name that was really, really tough to bear. He'd been going through some things that were just so difficult in his life, and the people around him defined him by that even to the point where he saw himself. When Jesus asked what his name was, he didn't say Cal or Cora or Ben. He said, I'm Legion, because that's what they called the thing that was tormenting him, the thing that was beaten up on him. He didn't even remember his own name at that point. But then Jesus sent those things away. And what's interesting is when he didn't have those things in front of him, when he wasn't only experiencing the bad things in life, he remembered that he had a different name. He was the one who had been healed. He was the one who was loved. I bet he even started going by his own name again. In our lives, there's going to be so many voices that tell us different things about us, different names. I want you to listen to one voice. The voice of God will always call you beloved, which is someone who is loved. You, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what names people call you out there, you are always loved. God's beloved. I'll bet you're always loved by your parents too. 
that make sense? Should we say a prayer? Let us Gracious God, we thank you for our names. They're good names, and we live into them as best we can. When the world calls us other things, or even when we call ourselves other things, help us to remember the name you give us, the ones who are loved. Help us to remember this now and tomorrow and every day of our life, and help us to teach others their name too, the ones who are loved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. You can go back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. What are the names that you have been given over the course of your life? What are the things that you have been called over the course of your life? Let's start with the nice ones. Sometimes we are called loved by one another. We're called good by one another. We're called useful and hardworking and diligent by one another. We're called kind and gentle by one another. Thoughtful and generous. Beautiful. Handsome, lovely. We are called quick and even healed. We're called all kinds of things in our lives. We're called good things because we know, as we have been taught by our own lives and reaffirmed in the presence of God through God's own word, that the words we use can build each other up, they can be used to strengthen one another and to the very church we're meant to be. These good things still settle in my heart every once, in a while, every once in a while, and they help me remember that I indeed, despite all the things I hear, can be good. I am good. I am. And sometimes we're called things that aren't so good. Sometimes we're called stubborn. Sometimes we're called slow. Sometimes we're called too flexible or too inflexible. Sometimes we're called angry or mean, hurtful, or called lots of other things that I probably won't say in this church. We're called all kinds of things. In anger and in hurt and in judgment and in fear. And these things, too, have a way of settling into my heart. And they come up when I don't want them to. And they tell me that I am someone who is not worthy of love, not worthy of grace, not worthy of forgiveness. And I wish you could all see the way that just nearly everybody hunched a little bit lower as we were thinking about these things. They are weights on our shoulders. And so when the one who we still call to this day, the Gerasene demoniac, announced his name to Jesus, I am legion. I imagine him bent over low, having carried the weight of 
not being who he wanted to be, but just simply being defined by this experience, this thing that was inside of him. He was bent low by the weight of the community's expectation. And more than that, the community's expectation that he was not going to be healed. He was not going to change. He was low by the chains he carried and broken, the bonds that he suffered from before he was drugged into the wilderness by this thing. He was low, 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 low. So low that even in the presence of Jesus, the one he knows by the demons inside of him can heal and can claim and can change, he thought, but not for me. I know that Jesus has been doing these things, but it's not for me. I know that Jesus has been healing, but it's not for me. I know that Jesus has been loving, but it's not for me. And the miraculous part, the part that puts the terror in the city and the part that puts this miracle on the map is not the fact that the demons were gone, banished into the swine, run off into the cliff and drowned. No. The part that gets the city's attention is how much this person was not what they were defined by. This person is not legion. This person is not the garrison demoniac. This person is a man able to be in his right mind, just like the rest of us, wanting to be whole, just like the rest of us, deeply desiring to be close to Jesus, just like the rest of us. And it is terrifying to see such a man in his right mind. For me, it's terrifying because I understand that this man wasn't different, and that's what made him legion. This man was the same as I am, just a person. And he was bent low all those years in the way that I could be bent low. It's scary because I am too close to being that man, too close. In this story, Jesus lets us know that God does not see us by our weaknesses, by our struggles, by what is inside of us and we can't get out. God does not define us by the worst parts of us. To this point, we could have a demon inside of us and God does not reject us. We could be tortured and tormented by the deepest of sins and God does not push us away. We are never called legion. We are never called the worst of our names at the presence of God. We are always and only called beloved. We are always and only called children of God. We are always and only called exactly who we are. Just a person. Just a person wanting some grace. Just a person wanting some healing. Just a person wanting to be closer to God. This text has implications. For you and for me, I want us to imagine everything 
that we carry in our hearts that makes us bend low. I want us to imagine everything that we carry in our hearts that makes us feel unloved, unworthy, unforgiven. I want us to know with all those things laid out bare for all the world to see that the God of heaven and earth absolutely announces love for you. Love for you. Nothing short of it. Not just some kind of passive acceptance. Not just some kind of allowance in the kingdom of God. There is the deepest wellspring of love for you as you are right now. No change, no difference, no hiding. Love. You are unequivocally loved. And so is everyone else. We too, unfortunately, are not only like the one who calls himself legion, but we can be like the town who allows it to happen. We can be like the townsfolks that don't know what else to do besides bind this person in his chains. We don't know what else to do besides contain it so it doesn't wreak havoc in our lives. We don't know what else to do but to label each person by the danger that they hold and not the love that they desire. We too might be afraid when Jesus looks out at all our community, including the ones we are weary of, a little bit afraid of, a little bit distant from, and calls them beloved too. God's grace is so good, and it's so out of control. God's grace is overwhelmingly lovely, overwhelmingly freeing, overwhelmingly good, and absolutely everywhere, without exception, without pause. We are not legion, and neither is anyone else out there. We are loved. They are loved. As we hear at the cup, us and all people are loved. So I want us to teach each other new names. We don't get to hear what this man now healed and loved by God calls himself in the days to come. But we do know that he stayed in the city. We do know that he would not say anything else but what God has done for him. We do know that he claimed who he was in the eyes of God with a deep fervor. I want us to be out in the world absolutely drenched, soaked through, permeated in the love of God, so much so that the words of others bounce off of us, and so much so 
that the love of God radiates off of us. I want others to know that they are not legion, but loved. They are not sick, distant, pushed away. They are people beloved by God, unequivocally. This week, every time you look in that mirror, I want you to tell yourself that you are loved. Not because you've decided it, but because God has. And this week, I want you to look out into the world. I want them to know, whether it's by your words or by your actions, that they are loved too. Not because you decided it, but because that's just who they are in the eyes of God. Thanks be to God for the names that we are called that build us up. Thanks be to God for a voice that overwhelms the names that we are called that tear us down. Thanks be to God for love and not legion being our names. Thanks be to God for the unending grace and love for us all. Amen.